Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This week, we have a treat. We have a guest in the studio. Dave Carey has joined us. Uh, but before we can get to that, intern Stan, please play the theme song. Stan, thanks, buddy. Good work. You have been just killing it lately. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's, you know, off-season for college. Are people going to college right now? Uh, yeah, they're finishing up. Okay. All right. Well, then, Stan, what in the hell are you doing? I know you don't watch basketball. He's asleep. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Folks, as I said, we are joined uh, by Dave Carey today. Say hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Um, he is the you know, newest member to the Panel Riot family. He's here on the show. I am so happy to be here. This is so cool. Thanks. Uh, we're happy to have you. So uh, so let's get into it right away. Sure. Comic books. You are one of the most prolific comic <laughs> readers that I know. <laughs> um, I know Dave through the Bobcat Players. Yep. Um, we are both, uh, we both trod the boards or whatever the phrase is. It is trod the boards. It is trod the boards. Yes, it Absolutely. is. It is. Very good. Fantastic. And, uh, and... We were in um, bedtime uh, stories. Bedtime stories together. Yeah. yeah, and we got to talking about comics, and I was like, "Well, I've got to have him on the show." Yeah, that was it. That yeah. was just that was just the 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 whole of our conversation was just mm-hmm. hugely about comics. So, uh, how did you get started with comics? It, it had. I mean, I've been reading comics probably since I was seven. Um, I distinctly remember my my mom putting a Spider-Man comic book in my stocking. <laughs> and waking up at like three in the morning, going into the bathroom with this Spider-Man comic and reading it cover to cover several times. So, and just waiting to be able to go downstairs and open up presents. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's one of my, one of my real first memories of reading comics. And, and I've been, I've been pretty much reading Spider-Man ever since. Okay. Do you remember which issue that first one was? Oh God, dude, this is, <laughs> you got to realize this was like, 1974, 75, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, comics were 25 cents. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, 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 you know, I, I'm 51 years old and, and I have been reading comics pretty, pretty steadily. I gave it up a couple of times and mm-hmm. now I'm heavily back into it. Um, but that was, I'm going to say it was around issue 174, 75. Okay. Um, what I remember is it was drawn by by uh, Ross Andrew, okay. uh, who did an, who did probably one of the most prolific runs on Spider Man. It was all through the seventies. Took over for uh, for Johnny Romita Senior, mm-hmm. um, and I, I couldn't even tell you who was who the villain was. <laughs> um, but from then on, it was just it was pretty much all Spider Man all the time for me. Excellent. Now, um, you said you'd taken breaks. Yeah, yeah. There was a point where I stopped buying. Because I, I went through that whole, 
I'm too old to read comics. I shouldn't be reading comics. And mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend that didn't like them. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, always trouble. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there was one time I had to sell my col- my collection for rent money. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and this was this was huge. I had the original Dark Knight. Oh, wow. I had the original run of um, John Byrne, Chris Claremont X-Men, which included the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, I was collecting X-Men forever and right around right around the the John or the John Byrne start of, of his art and I went back and I even collected all the original Dave Cockrums right up to about X-Men 97 or 98. Um I found I found a a copy of 98 in, at a con uh for <laughs> the most I've ever paid for a comic book, $125. This is when I was, I was young, wow. I was single, I was living at home, and I had a full-time <laughs> job. I had money to blow. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 125 bucks for one comic book because it, it, you know, it just kept that collection going. Right, yeah. uh, I have an older brother who reads. Mm-hmm. Still, he's uh, older than me. He's, I don't know, 55 or something. Mm-hmm. And he's got... A complete run of Daredevil, oh, wow. starting at just about issue issue ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil is his all time favorite character. Uh, he even liked the Ben Affleck movie. Oh wow! No, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I, I I kind of defend it. I kind of defend. There's it. There's some things to like it. There are some things yeah. to like it, and I didn't I didn't find it as offensive as others do. Right. Yeah. Um. But the the amount of comics that he had. Is and he still buys. I buy digital, mm-hmm. so I'm buying them through through Comicsology. But he's buying paper, right? Yeah. And the amount of long boxes that he has <laughs> stuffed in a closet is just man. If there was a comic book about Jimmy Hoffa, right. it would be there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just enormous. And then he had shelves built into a into one of his spare rooms, and it he he's got them he's got drawers that he puts his most recent stuff in it's like oh, two wow. two comics per per drawer two rows of comics per drawer i mean it's enormous and then there's action figures on the on the shelves mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a comic geek paradise man it's like it's it's like heaven that's that awesome sounds, that sounds pretty great it is really <laughs> it's really cool so every now and then i go to his place and um and I, I take a couple of satchel bags. Okay. And he just loads me up with the recent stuff. <laughs> I got, we we kind of compare notes and what are you buying versus what I'm sure. what I'm buying. Um, I gave him my username and password to my college comicsology so he can read my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he just gives me all of these paper comics. Nice. So I'm still kind of getting the best of both. I'm, I've got the digital ones, but I've also got them on paper. Okay. I can read them on paper. Well, speaking of which, what are you reading now? Um, okay, so I will admit I'm pretty mainstream, mm-hmm. so I'm not doing a lot of indie stuff. Um, I'm reading The Walking Dead. Okay. I'm still reading The Walking Dead. Um, as for DC, uh, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. definitely. Green Arrow. Wonder Woman's been great. Wonder Woman has really been great, but I, I'm, I, I don't really care for the whole two-storyline Right. You know, it's, it's, two, like, it's two different artists. It is two different artists. Mm-hmm. It's two different storylines, and it's coming out like every other week, which is, you know, not great for my wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but 
but I'm still loving it. I, I still am loving it. I'm, you know, the original George Perez run on Wonder Woman back in the 80s was just, it was the benchmark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I'm still reading Wonder Woman. I've got um, the Justice League. Okay. Um, not to not to be confused with the Justice League of America, the one that just came out with like right, Lobo. Yeah. And, and no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm a purist in that regard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading The Flash. I've always been a big Flash fan. Okay. Um, from Marvel, I'm reading Spider Man. I'm reading The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that I, now that I'm really put on the spot, I really can't think of it. But there's, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> spending probably sixty bucks a month. Uh, which my wife, when she hears this, is not going to be very happy with. <laughs> the <laughs> but thing it, is, sixty bucks a month isn't bad. It's it's not when you consider how much <laughs> comics are these days. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I I every now and then I look and I, and I look at what I'm buying and if I don't really look forward to reading it, I'm like, okay, I can do without it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I read Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. Big oh, yeah. fan. And but when that nut that other series came out, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme. Right, yeah. I got through about three, four issues, and I'm like, eh, man. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. so sucks. It's such a great premise. It is. It's an but awesome premise. But it just it doesn't click. What usually draws me into a comic is the art. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first off, i got to like the character. Got to like the character first. Because mm-hmm. that's going to make me pick it up in the first place. What's going to keep me reading it is the art. I've always been very visual- so it, that's what keeps me going. But then if the story's not good, it's like, uh, why even bother? Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, who, are, uh, who are some of your favorite artists? Um, well, you can't see it, but I'm wearing a 1980 George Perez Justice League t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to rank them, I would say Perez is at the very top. Okay. Um, he's been drawing comics since the 70s. I mean, he was, he was the first Avengers artist that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was around issue 148, 149. Um, and he just, I mean, he just got better and better and better. Um, I'm a big John Byrne fan and this, and this is stuff that I grew up with. You know what I mean? Sure. Stuff that I read when I was a, you know, callow youth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jim Lee. Yeah. Jim Lee is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just going back into my childhood, Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. Neil Adams was amazing. I just um, I just started to pick up some collections of his Batman run. Uh, what really took him back into the whole Dark Knight detective after the 1960s TV show fun stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to I'm going to start picking up those, complete that collection. Um, who else? Uh, you know, I'm I'm an old fan of you know John Buscema. And, oh yeah. I mean, just his 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 Avengers mm-hmm. were were classics. Um, uh, Phil Jimenez, okay. Phil Jimenez, his run on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, really, and this is no insult to Phil, mm-hmm. but he's kind of is George Perez light. Right. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. style is very much uh, like Perez, um, which you know, right there. And uh, I was a big fan of Michael Turner when he was alive. So was I. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, um, he, I, I know he got a lot of flack for... Um, a lot of his characters looked the same. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, he was he was still... He was a very talented artist. And he had a very, very specific so. style. Yeah, very much. And you know, I read his uh, Batman Superman short run when he reintroduced Kara Zor-El. I, 
I have that. Over Do you there, really? I think. Yeah, I've got I think them. I I've got them individual issues. That's. Yeah. I started buying them in paper, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're just awesome. Yeah. Those those that run is just absolutely amazing. I think the artist was, uh, the art was really good, and and even in the the pretty universally panned uh, identity crisis, mm-hmm. you know, um, that the covers just the covers alone. I have that too. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. I see it. Yeah. Um, but that, that to me was just worth the price of admission was just those covers. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about writers? You know, Bendis. Bendis. Yeah. Bendis. I mean. He's, he's ubiquitous. He, from the Avengers to Jessica Jones. I mean, he put Jessica Jones on the map. I mean, you know, we all know her, you know, a lot of us know her now from the Netflix series, mm-hmm. but you know, what he did with Alias with that original series, it was yeah. new. It was different. It was it was really something I had never read before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the timing for that to come along was perfect because Marvel was doing like the Marvel Max line, yep, more adult themes. Absolutely. So he could introduce a character like that on his own terms. Yeah, and then and then to translate her into the mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, to to pair her up with Luke Cage and have the baby and all this. Yep. It, I was reading. I was reading some back issues of Mighty Avengers and mm-hmm. or the, no, the new, new Avengers, Avengers yeah. the new Avengers, and that was great stuff. Oh, it was so good. She was yeah. so good. So I mean, I really, I really like Bendis. Mm-hmm. Um, still a big fan of Chris Claremont. I mean, sure. He's you know again growing up, he was he was <laughs> the X Men, he was the X Men writers to end all X Men writers. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed his stuff, and you know the 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 originals, you know. Um, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of him now. He'd had a great run on Batman. Uh, Denny O'Neill. Okay. Denny O'Neill from his his fantastic run on Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. I mean that that really was amazing, especially for back in its time. Mm-hmm. You know, it started out as a Green Lantern series, and then he added Green Arrow, and and really brought him down to earth, and and had him travel, and and really shine a light on. Shine a light on what was going on in America that day. Yeah. Uh, whether it was race riots or religion or whatever, it was. And then Speedy, you know, when Speedy, oh, yeah. uh, Roy Harper uh, turned into a drug addict. I mean, mm-hmm. that was amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Denny O'Neill is one of my big faves. Cool. Um, so, actually, speaking of um, you know Arrow and Speedy and Flash and all yeah. that, are you watching the TV series? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my DVR is hating me right now, <laughs> hating me uh, because I do. Um, from Supergirl and and you know Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which actually is a nickname somebody gave me yesterday. Somebody said DC Legend. Uh, so that was nice. that, that was a nickname that I got yesterday, which Very is kind of nice. cool. Um, so real quick, yeah. uh, before we get further into that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Sure. Um, please stick around for more Dave and more Panel Riot right after this. Books, books, books. Books, books, books. I know you love books. I love books, too. I mean, come on, you're listening to a podcast about comic books. Clearly, you like reading something. I got good news for you. You're spending all your time reading comics, right? That's fine. That's great. I'm on board. I'm supportive of your lifestyle. But the fact of the matter is, there's other books, too. Big, huge, amazing novels. Short, hilarious, not novels. 
there's more to life than comic books. There's more books out there. But I hear you say, Will, I don't have the time to read all these. I'm reading comics all the time, man. I'm reading comics, and then I'm driving to work, and then I'm working, reading comics on my lunch break, getting off work, driving home, reading more comics, and then go bed. When am I going to read books? Well, I've got great news for you folks. There is a service for you. They will read the books to you. That's right. You know it. You love it. Audible.com. And now, as a listener of Panel Riot, you get an exclusive offer. Head over to audibletrial.com slash panel riot. Get a free audiobook today. One free audiobook, totally yours to keep. Enjoy it. Listen to it on your drive. Listen to it while you're working, providing you don't have to talk to people very much. Listen to it whenever you're not reading comics. May I recommend Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe? Let me tell you folks, this book is straight up fascinating. And it is also massive, which translates into a lot of hours of entertainment for you. Find out about the history of Marvel Comics, what it was like when they were coming up, and uh, what that bullpen really was like when uh, when Stan Lee was running things. You can also relive the 90s, which was horrible. Uh, folks, head on over one more time to audibletrial.com slash panel riot and get your free audiobook today thanks and we're back uh folks please do engage with that offer um at your earliest convenience it helps out the show uh and if not that's fine i'm just glad you're listening um we are here in the petri wine studios with dave carey and we're talking comics oh yes and uh, we're talking comic tv shows Cool. So uh, you said you were you're watching Arrow, you're watching Flash, Supergirl, all of that. Yeah, pretty much all the mainstream stuff. Like I don't watch iZombie. Right. Uh, I have not started Preacher yet, but it's on my to do list. Okay. They just put that on Netflix, actually. Yes. And Hulu. Yeah. Yes. So that is the yeah that is definitely on my on my uh, must watch list because I've really heard good things about about Preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the mainstream stuff. I don't watch Gotham. I just cannot. I, I tried the first season, mm-hmm. and I just the Batman fan in me went no, yeah. just no, no. This is not right. Mm-hmm. This is no. Um, <laughs> so I skipped that. But I mean, Flash, and you know, started out obviously started out with Arrow, and mm-hmm. and I've always liked I've liked Green Lantern, but not as much. And and the Arrow TV series really made me go back and reread some some green arrow comics and mm-hmm. i and i went back into into comicsology's library and i bought like the kevin smith run sure yeah. of green arrow and you know the art the um shadow hunters by mike grell mm-hmm. um and i just started to reread a lot of old stuff and i really just found a, a new appreciation okay. for green arrow and myself being a a very liberal Democrat, uh, a Green Arrow appealed to me because he yeah. really was. He really was the first, the very first um, liberal superhero. Out oh there. yeah, um, and that, and again, that was that was Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams's run mm-hmm. um, back in the back in the seventies that really brought that that personality to the forefront. And then you had the opposite of uh, in Hawkman. Right. You know, uh, Hawkman was very conservative and very, you know, very staid, very stolid. Mm-hmm. And you've got Green Arrow, who's just like, man, let your freak flag fly. And, right. You know, yeah. um, that and, you know, Green Arrow had Black Canary. And mm-hmm. who doesn't want that? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> who doesn't want that? 
Now, Fishnets. Fishnets, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you watch the uh, the Netflix series, the the Marvel Netflix? All series? of them. All okay. of them. Did you watch Iron Fist? I did. Um, what did you think? Not never a huge fan of Iron Fist as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew him because you know John Byrne had such a good run on him, mm-hmm. uh, on his title. Um, but I was never. It, it never just really super appealed to me. I was never into the whole martial arts Shang Chi and right, Iron yeah. Fist kind of thing. Um, but I knew of him and I knew what the character kind of was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched it and it didn't offend me. How about that? I mean, right, yeah. was it my favorite Netflix series? Absolutely not. But which one is? Oh, I'm gonna say <laughs> Jessica Jones. Yeah, I am really gonna say. Good. I mean. I can I can rarely watch Doctor Who anymore with, with <laughs> David, David Tennant Tenet. because he's oh, so flippin' creepy. He was so good as the purple he man. He scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> I, I I love Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. and not that I didn't like Daredevil. Like, you know, of course, my older brother just went absolutely batshit crazy over Daredevil because it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it really was, and the casting was just. Oh yeah. The, the guy, the guy who played Foggy Nelson, was good. He mm-hmm. was just spot on with the character, and Karen Page, just so good. Right. Yeah. Um, now I really would miss the fact that they killed off Leland Owsley, so he never becomes the owl. Right. But you yeah. know what? <laughs> we can deal. And they're not going to bring in Stilt Man either. But you know. You never know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no. I am, no. <laughs> I, if they do, I might stop watching. <laughs> I mean, to see Wilbur Day get those stilts. Oh, no, yeah. no, I'll no. His own series. <laughs> if they, if they get the right actor, like they did with the Punisher. <laughs> No, that would be the most depressing thing I've ever seen, is to give Stiltman his own, oh God. Here's how we got it. But how did he get the stilts? Yeah, it's amazing. No. Uh, but absolutely, <laughs> Daredevil would probably be number two. Um, okay. Although, I, I I had a small problem with Elektra. I mean, it I just... Was, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was. I just don't think, you know, you had such great material, mm-hmm. you know. Frank Miller had created this amazing character, and I just—I don't think she translated well. Yeah, you know, let alone the whole Jennifer Garner debacle. Yeah, compared um, to Jennifer Garner, I mean, this was—you know—oh, this was this is wonderful. Oh, absolutely, know? compared to Jennifer yeah. Garner, you know. But uh, I just—I I really, really loved Jessica Jones, and Daredevil was great. Um, Luke Cage was really good. I—I I I, I found Cage. myself really liking Luke Cage again. Never a big fan of the character until he joined the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And again, brilliance of Bendis. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, to bring this character out of, you know, relative obscurity. I mean, they really weren't doing anything with the character right. at all. Well, he did, he did, not to go back to Bendis, no, but, no. well, actually, yeah, to go back to Bendis. Sure. That's what he, he does now. He because does. When, they, when the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, the year before, they said, make readers care about Guardians. And it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And then he, you know, he did a similar thing. No, I'm thinking of Matt Fraction. I was thinking of Iron Fist. Iron, Matt Fraction did an amazing run with mm-hmm. David Aja on Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, which was kind of like the prelude to what he did to, with Hawkeye. Um, yep. But uh, but now he's got him. He's writing the event, or not the Avengers, the Defenders. Yes, they're going to do a Defenders series, uh, so he's going to be writing Luke Cage and Jessica Jones again. And I, I'm one of those. I'm one of those uh, fanboys that love to see team ups. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to oh, see yeah. when when disparate act, zip, disparate characters 
meet and interact. And even if it's just, you know, even if it's just a one-time thing, it's just it just brings out this little kid in me that goes, oh, totally, look, there yeah. he is, that's cool. <laughs> look, they're talking to each other. <laughs> yes, they exist on the same plane. <laughs> um, so the Defenders just excites the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, so to that end, with the crossovers, sure. let's talk a little bit about the movies. Yeah. Because... It's just full crossover territory now. Like it is. Every film. I, I love the fact that they brought Spider-Man oh, into yeah. Civil War. God, I mean, that was good. I mean, I just thought it was an, an amazing feat that they made a deal with Sony. Yeah. You know, to Absolutely. bring him over. Uh, I thought that was never going to happen. <laughs> but the, the movies, I mean, I don't think there's been a horrible, horrible movie yet. Right. Each one has its virtues. Mm. Um, now we're just talking about the the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, each one, you know, I I seethed with anger what they did to the Mandarin in Iron Man three. Right. Yeah. I mean, that just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I mean, here is is Iron Man's probably his best known villain. Right. Yeah. Easily his best, known which villain. he doesn't have. Many well-known villains. No, you really didn't have a big thing to choose from. Yeah. So what they did, I was just really angry. Mm-hmm. But to take the extremist storyline oh, and put it good. in there, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people poo-poo Iron Man too. I liked Iron Man too. Yeah. It, um, it had some. There, there are some enjoyable moments. There are moments, and and that's kind of what I look for in a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Less about the overall thing and more about, you know, are there really good moments that I enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, because as a comics fan, I've had to learn to kind of temper my expectations yes. about source material. Are they 100%. going to stay true? We know they're not. We mm-hmm. know they have to make it for a general audience. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, but do they give you those moments where, oh yeah, I recognize this or this was really good? Then it can, it can, Help me enjoy that movie. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. Yeah, well, Ultron. You know, you know, Age of Ultron. I just watched Ultron yesterday. I saw, I saw it three times in the theater. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but, it, you know, the whole, you know, oh, Tony Stark created Ultron and not Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just got I, I just I just find I have to get over myself. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. I think a big part of the reason why the first Avengers movie was such a revelation was because you kind of went into it with no expectations. Right. It's right. like, okay, well, th- you know, they haven't done this before. We'll see, you know, if we get a couple of good moments... Yes. Then we're happy. Yeah. And then it was amazing. Yes. Well, I mean, all hail Joss Whedon. Right. I, that, yeah. that, to me, just said, boom, right there, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Because he he directed it, he, and he does he does teams, he does ensembles, mm-hmm. like nobody else does. Yeah, from, totally. you know, from Buffy and Angel and the very, unfortunately, short-lived Dollhouse, which I really mm-hmm. liked. And, of course, Firefly. Firefly. Firefly was just, oh, yeah. oh, it's depressing to think about. Mm-hmm. It was so good and only barely lasted a season. You know, it's kind of amazing to me that, okay, uh, like one season of Firefly and how that launched everybody's career. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, that was one of the first things that, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion was on, yeah. you know. It brought except, him except, do you remember two guys, a girl, and a pit- I pizza place? I do remember that. I absolutely do. That's, that's that. where I remember him from. And that's where Ryan Reynolds came from. That's right. That you're right. That and, is. And real quick, holy shit, Deadpool. 
Oh my god! Well, we're talking about movies. I see. Okay, so I'm one of those guys that when a when a when a character gets super super popular and starts appearing on every, in everything, I'm like, oh, screw that guy. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, that movie! It was, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. He was fantastic. Yeah. It, it, he was perfect for the part. Mm-hmm. And if you saw that that thing they did, that kind of computer generated thing they did in the very first scene. They basically recreated that first scene just as a teaser, oh, right? Yeah, to yeah. show that hey, this can work. Mm-hmm. It just—it was so perfect. Totally, it was so and perfect. It, excuse me. It absolutely changed the game because because of Deadpool and because it made so much money. They're like, oh, we can make these things for more for adults. Yes. And then we had Logan. And you've got Logan, which I have not seen yet. I have to admit, oh, I have man. not seen yet. You've got to. It's incredible. Is it? I I, I really want to. It is a straight bummer. Is it real? <laughs> yeah, beginning to end, it is a downer, but in like in a, in the best way possible. Oh, cool! Yeah, cool. Like, Definitely, I, I walked out of that movie feeling different about being alive. You know what I mean? It's wow. one of those. Wow. Um, I went and saw it with uh, with my friend Corey, friend of the show Corey, and um, like we walked out of the theater and we just kind of looked at each other like. What do we even say at this point? <laughs> that was super good. <laughs> that's that's always good. I love it. I usually go to those movies with. Uh, I used to go with my son, mm-hmm. um, but he's living in Maine now. Mm-hmm. So, I, so, but he, whenever he sees a movie, he texts or calls me like right out of the theater, and he said, "I just saw this. It's amazing." He did it with Logan. Mm-hmm. He was the first of us to see Batman v Superman. Right. Um, and he, he loves to just talk about those things. I go with my older brother and we'll just, we'll sit out in the parking lot forever debating the, the, you know, what was great about it? What was bad about it? How was the casting? All of that stuff. It's, it, it, it's good if you see it with someone who appreciates it. Definitely. Yeah. Now you mentioned Batman versus Superman. Yes. So let's talk about DC films. Sure. But let's, let's start on a very high note. Okay. A universally agreed on high note, and that is the Christopher Nolan Batman series. I was a fan. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I was a fan. Um, obviously, Dark Knight was holy crap. Yeah. But I, I think that was more due to Ledger than it was to Bale. Totally, yeah. You know, Ledger's performance was just amazing. And it and it and it did bring a new life to the Joker character. You know, where it was, you know, it wasn't really about the, the chemicals that turned his face white and all that stuff. Right. It was definitely a more grounded um, interpretation, which which is great. Now, you got to realize, I was watching Batman back in the 60s mm-hmm. with Cesar Romero yeah. and the white face, and he didn't even <laughs> shave the mustache. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> He's just I think that is classic. It. Just mm-hmm. don't even shave the mustache. Just go right over it. Um <laughs> It, my penguin will always be Burgess Meredith. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I speaking of which, Adam West and Burt Ward are in town this weekend. Really? The Pittsburgh Comic Con oh, yeah. is yes, Still City Comic Con is going on this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually met Adam West back when I was about thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was he was really on a downturn in his career, and he sure. was he was appearing at the uh, Pittsburgh Car Show mm-hmm. and with the original Batmobile. <laughs> so my my best friend Jeff, who is in Seattle right now working for Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. uh, he and I went to see Adam West, and I had I had an autographed picture, and I don't know what <laughs> happened to it; it was lost in the sands of time. But uh, yeah, I met him once, and it was really cool. Awesome. But I grew up with that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Christopher Nolan, 
it was great because, you know, after the the just suck fest that was uh, the last two Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Oh, and Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Batman Forever. That was the Val yeah, Kilmer that one. That was the Val Kilmer yeah. one, yes. Yeah. Um, now, was that... I, I'm, I can't remember exactly. The Val Kilmer one. Was that the one with Two-Face and the Riddler? Two-Face and the Riddler, Riddler, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you can have one crazy villain. Mm-hmm. But you can't have two. That, yeah. That's too much crazy. And, and it really was. Yeah. And with both of them basically playing versions of the Joker. Yes. You know? It really was. It, yeah. it, it absolutely was. You know, the, the Harvey Dent character is so cool mm-hmm. where you can really work with that character. I mean, if, if we could take that character seriously, he could be, well, you know, um, what was his name? Aaron? Uh, the guy who played it in, in Dark Knight? In, in Dark Knight. Oh, oh, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was fantastic. He did a great job. I yeah. mean, well, I mean, and you've got the makeup. You've got that. You've got that CGI. Yeah. You've got that face. The really realistic and not just like yeah. I'm gonna the Ivan Ooze purple goo. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I actually saw that movie. Oh no, <laughs> I did. I did because it was my kids. My kids wanted yeah, to go see okay. it, so I had to. That's fair. That's and what really sucked. I kind of enjoyed it. It's it's sad, but I kind of enjoyed it. I've heard good things about it. It's you know it's you know, like it was it's fun. like the second Ninja Turtles movie, the Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Like there's stuff to enjoy there. Yes, know? absolutely. It's like Transformers. You mm-hmm. know, this is not Moliere. It's not yeah. Shakespeare. You're not getting an Oscar-worthy performance out of Shia freaking LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. But but it's fun. Right. You know, and that's to me that's summer. That mm-hmm. that is a summer movie. The summer movies don't have to be Oscar worthy. They're just they're blockbuster. They're fun. They're they're just you know you just sit and you go mindless for a couple hours, right? Yeah, and just immerse yourself in this world. Mm-hmm. That's what all I ask from a real summer summer movie. Yeah. Um, but the Christopher Nolan's I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in in Batman v Superman, I liked. Yeah, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill. I think he's doing a great job as Superman. I, I really so do. Yeah. I think he looks it. He acts it. He just needs better scripts. Totally. Yeah. He needs better he's writing. A, he's a good actor. He is. He's he's I've, really I've really seen good. I've him in other stuff too, and he's he's there. He's got the talent, but they just won't let him freaking smile. Yes. You know. Well, you know, for that's... Christ's sake, Superman. The point of Superman is that he loves everyone and he can fly. Yes. How do you not? Have infinite joy. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, and that and that I think is the dichotomy between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, except you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really light. Mm-hmm. You know, these characters operate in the day. Right. DC, they've gone for this dark, apocalyptic almost oh, yeah. look. Um, I mean, which they, is, they do they do some stuff in Batman that like I've I mean I've got to stop reading it you know yeah I mean the Joker just had his face cut off at one I point I swear to then, that was the most <laughs> disgusting and then he just wore it like really yeah. like I, I that kind of stuff I don't understand which which it bothers me because they do stuff like that and then they do incredible compelling storylines like like. Batman R.I.P. and you yes. know whatever happened to the to the Cape Crusader and all of that stuff, it's just it's hard for me to find a balance. I, I think that know? was I think that was the whole new Fifty Two. Yeah, the whole new Fifty Two. I mean, they changed so much, mm-hmm. and with some of it, some of it was great. Like I loved Barbara Gordon back as Batgirl. 
Oh, yeah. I think that was great. You know, take it back to the roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Batman, for the most part, was good, but they just they just went too dark. I mean, I understand Batman's dark. The whole Dark Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. But really, do you have to go gross? Do you have to go so bleak? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Superman, for me, Superman will always be Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in 70, 79, mm-hmm. I think it was, I was in the theater watching Christopher Reeve, and I'm just oh, like, yeah. wow. And to me, yes, the effects now look cheesy, mm-hmm. and they look they look really bad. But still, there was a sense of fun. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of joy about Superman oh, at yeah. that time. And, and it really fit the character. That film, like, you can watch it today and still really enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, cheesy Absolutely. effects and all. Cheesy effects and all. And Superman 2 as well. I mean, I mm-hmm. think Richard Donner was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we shall not speak of Superman 3 and 4. Right. The Great Sting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to. No, we can't do that. Um, but I'm all about the Batfleck now. I okay. mean, seriously. I think Ben Affleck... Yeah. Oddly he enough. pulled it off, man. Yeah. And first off, the dude worked his ass off to get that buff. I mean, I watched Batman v Superman recently, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, he is ripped. Yeah. I'm like, man. Um, and but but that that being said, mm-hmm. the whole thing for me was Wonder Woman. Oh, seeing yeah. Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman was just like, oh, oh that was done it. just yes. fanboy fanboy gasm. I mean, just. Absolutely, so fantastic. Yeah, I can't. Uh, like, I'm I'm totally on board for the Wonder Woman movie. Absolutely, it I'm, looks it looks good. My feeling is what what took so long, right? Yeah. What took so long? You could have taken you could have taken the six issues, the first six issues of George Perez's Wonder Woman in the eighties, mm-hmm. where it was Ares, the god of war, mm-hmm. and you could have made that a movie. That would have been your perfect introduction mm-hmm. to Diana, the concept of Themyscira, all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they couldn't figure out how to, and I think it's all about marketing. I think it's definitely. all about marketing towards boys, you know, yeah, towards yeah. young men. Yeah, there's definitely like there's a massive amount of, you know, we've talked about it on this show. Like there's sexism in comics. Oh, and it's completely. It's it's you know improved by leaps and bounds, especially yes. in the, just the past few years. Yeah, but I I feel like like I'm glad that they made this Wonder Woman movie now because they can make it. Properly, absolutely. You know, it's it's not going to be um, what what's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Chris Pine is playing him in the new movie. Oh, Steve Trevor. Yeah, it's not going to be Steve Trevor featuring Wonder Woman. Yes. You know what I mean? It's going to yes. be a real Wonder Woman movie. I agree. So I, I agree. I, maybe I maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it was just a matter of timing, mm-hmm. coming up with the right time to to make a real powerful Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear recently that um, Joss Whedon is going to be directing a Batgirl movie? Yes, yes, I did uh, hear about that. that I'm very that excited for that. Makes me now oh, that makes me happy as mm-hmm. hell. And I, uh, I really hope it's a like a a grounded like street level Batgirl. Yes, you know, absolutely. Um, I hope so because there, I mean, I feel like there is a place for you know the certain Iron Man component of Batman mm-hmm. and the technology in the Batman sure. films, but this should be more of a street straightforward. Yep. You know, she's got like a like a. Oh my god! I haven't bought a laptop in years. An Asus laptop, where she's just kind of hacked together all these parts. You yep. know what I mean? I, I think that'd I be think great. that would be great. Uh, and and you know, I I, I trust Joss Whedon. I, yeah. I really do. I trust him to to make it accessible and just really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope. I hope. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff coming out soon that's you know mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh, that looks. You good. know, yeah. it looks fantastic. You know, I saw one trailer and I was like, I don't even have to watch this. I'm gonna go see it. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, the, it's all the same actors. It's all the same. Like the creative team is the same. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Uh, for Ragnarok. That looks great. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I, I looked at I looked at the stills and I'm like, what did they do to Thor's hair? Oh yeah. What did they do to Chris Hemsworth's hair? Oh, well, come on, that's, really? That's because he's got short hair in the comics now. Yeah. Because wow. he's the unworthy Odin son. And yeah. All that stuff. But um, but there, it's just a backdoor Hulk film. Yes. You know, which is great because Planet Hulk. Holy crap! Yes, such a great storyline. Mm-hmm. Such an awesome storyline. Um, and and I think really he's one of the most underused characters. I mean, he's one of the best known. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, he's part of the he's part of our, our nomenclature now. Really, when you when you say, "Oh, I'm, I'm just so mad, I'm going to Hulk out," exactly. we all yeah. know what that means. Yeah. We we picture that. Um, thank you, Bill Bixby. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Lou> Ford, <laughs> shout out. Um, but because the first one was just so abysmally bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ang Lee just pretty much peed all yeah. over it. Which is frustrating, because Eric Ben is a good actor. He really is. He's and, great. And, you know, I don't think the CGI was right for the time. Right. Um, because when you saw, even the difference between that and The Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. with Edward Norton, mm-hmm. leaps and bounds in differences. I really enjoyed that movie. I liked that movie. Yeah. Um, but I think... He's he's one of the most underused characters, and and I'm glad to see him more in in Ragnarok. I yeah. think it's, I and I think it's a great pairing. I really do. These two really really powerful characters, easily the two, the two bombshell characters of the Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, teaming up. I think it's going to be awesome. And then if if the if the trailer to Doctor Strange was any indication, right. you got you got the Cumberbatch in as, yeah. as Strange, and that's going to be he's awesome. He's at least got a cameo. He's at least got a cameo, which I am just I, I was so. Head over heels in love with that movie. Me too. Doctor I, Strange, I, I think it. it was one of the best. Yeah. I think it was one of the best. Uh, I saw that in the theater three times. Mm-hmm. I just I just loved it. It was so much fun to watch. He was. And again, like, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't like high cinema. No. You know what I mean? But it was so much fun. No. And, you know, I like what they did with Dormammu. I like mm-hmm. that, you know, this this man who's supposed to be all powerful and in the comics you see him he's in purple tights right yeah. you know with a little flaming head it's mm-hmm. like a big lighter <laughs> but you know the, to make him this this more powerful it wasn't quite galactus cloud right yeah you know what i mean oh, Which, God, yeah, i know but the thing is uh. i like the fantastic four movies too and i'm, I'm ashamed to say it. that's my guilty pleasure <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure because i really kind of liked them because i'm a big fantastic four fan mm-hmm. uh in fact you know i know the thing is out there with who's the, who's the thing out there with the, the inhumans now i think he's he's oh, really? piling around with the inhumans i know i know johnny storm is wait do you mean in the, in the in comics, the comics. Oh, sorry in the yeah. comics no he's an agent of shield now i need I need the Fantastic Four right together. Yeah, you know, Marvel's first family. This well, started it all. After after um, after the Secret War thing, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take Sue and we're gonna take Reed and their kids. We're just kind of gonna maybe just kind of go away for a little while. You know, See? you guys just kind of go hang out over here. And the Thing is gonna be an agent of Shield, and Johnny Storm's gonna be sleeping with Medusa, and you know, just kind of go their separate ways until they." <laughs> until they Oddly make a better enough. movie. Yes. I think that's uh, how about that? Until yeah. they make a better movie. Yeah. 
Because I did not even see the Fantastic Four reboot. No, neither did I. Nope, nope, just refused no mm-hmm. on principle alone. The fact that the thing doesn't wear pants. Right. Just <laughs> right there. Just, again, it's, no. it's such a shame because you had like like uh, Michael B. Jordan and, um, what was her name? Is it Mara, Mara Rooney? Mara Rooney, name? yes. They're, they're great actors. They so really talented. are. And Miles Teller, he was incredible in Whiplash. Yes. You know, but they just... Just, just a stinker of a movie. Just a steaming pot. Right. And I have no problem with the alternate casting. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch as long as they can explain it. Oh, boom, yeah, totally. done. It's why you know in the sixties, you know everyone was white. I'm sorry, everybody was white. There's no way around in the it. comics. In the comics. In the comics. In the comics. Not the comics. Comics. <laughs> no, no, no. There were people of color everywhere. Right. But but no. In the comics, it was a very white world. Mm-hmm. Um, so now to bring it up and to and to do this different casting, um, you know, and it, and it always causes such a big fuss. And oh, yeah, like yeah. like Danny Rand. Yeah. Like the casting of Danny Rand in the comics, he was a blonde white dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why wouldn't they have that? We're staying true to the character. Colleen Wing in, in the Iron Fist series was a little more Asian than she was in the comics. Right. Um, so you know you we've you know you can make up for it where you need to, but it's true to the character. You know, one of the earliest ver- or occurrences of that that I can remember was um, it was in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie when they cast uh, Ving was it Ving Rhames? Ving Rhames Ving as, Rames as, as the uh, Wilson Fisk. Yeah, and he was. He was one of the best parts of that movie. I thought he was too. I he thought great. the man's size, because obviously, without making him CGI, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you see him in the Spider-Man and the Daredevil comics, he's freaking enormous. Yeah, he's you know, he's a he's just one stake away from having a, a major cardiac infarction. Yeah, yeah. But in in real life, you know, you do need a man of size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reigns, I thought, fit it beautifully. Yeah. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, one of the highlights, one of the highlights of that, of that movie, I think. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Was, was that. And then, um, Vince D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio playing him in Daredevil. Jesus. I, I, you know, I, I was never a Vincent D'Onofrio fan. I wasn't either. And now I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. He was amazing. Just what he's done with that character. Yep. You know, you care. You give a shit about the Kingpin. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and I think Frank Miller did that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, even even earlier when they introduced his wife Vanessa and you know what mm-hmm. he would do for her, um, but nothing like what they did in the Daredevil series. Absolutely. Um, I just think his 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 characterization of that of that huge huge iconic character mm-hmm. was enormous. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we could talk about this for much, much longer. Literally all day. And you know what? We will. Uh, But first, we have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Stick around. Humans have finally ventured into space. They've discovered a way to talk to the stars themselves. And they do not like what they've found. This is a story of those left behind. A sci-fi story told in chapters. A fantastic webcomic full of beautiful art and hilarious dialogue. Life, survival, and weird platypus creatures. From the creators of Soulsworn comes the Empathy Drive. Head to bit.ly slash empathy drive today. Read the current issue catch up on previous issues, and subscribe. 
bit.ly slash empathy drive. All right, folks, we're back. Um, go buy that thing. Whatever it was, buy it, click on it. Whatever it was, do it. Thanks uh, to our sponsors. We really appreciate you, and uh, and we really appreciate you. You're listening. Well done. Um, we are in the studio with Dave Carey, and we're just talking about comics. Yeah. Just all kinds of stuff about comics. Um, and we're, you know, we're still talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about films. I want to talk a little bit about animation. Sure. Because um, during the break, you mentioned the 90s X-Men series. Yes. And um, you've got, I, I feel like the 90s, well, you know what, let's let's get into it. Yeah. So the, the, the 90s, I think the 90s was a great time for superhero right. you, cartoons. You've got X-Men, Spider-Man, yep. uh, The Tick. Yeah. That was during that time. Yeah. Uh, Batman, the animated series. Oh. And then, which led into Superman. Yep. Batman, Superman, Adventures, and Justice The, the Justice League, yeah. Uh, still, Justice League Unlimited, one of my favorite comic cartoons ever. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. You know, the, the Justice League cartoon was great, but then, you know, you've got such an enormous roster of Justice League members. Yeah. You know, and to see some of them just brought in, not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them, um, some you never expected to see, like, oh, yeah. Shiny. Shiny. Knight. Knight. Someone, and you it know. was Nathan Fillion. No, it wasn't Nathan Fillion. Oh, God. No, Nathan Fillion was Outlaw. Yeah, he played that, that was always one of my most favorite things, mm-hmm. to stop an episode at the credits and see who voiced yep. each, you know, each character, because yeah. it was so cool. J.K. Simmons was the part pe- of the, the people Patrick who did, Bruce. Yes. Yeah. You know, shout out to, what was her name, Andrea, Andrea something, the, the voice director, Andrea Romano. Oh, yeah. Andrea yeah. Romano, who's, mm-hmm. who's done the voice casting for all of those, you know, and that's so good. And, oh, yeah. But like we were talking about the X Men, mm-hmm. um, still more faithful to the comics than the movies were. Yeah, absolutely. you know they they did the the Star Jammers and the mm-hmm. the Dark Phoenix saga really way better than it oh, yeah. than it could have been. When I read a comic and um, you know I hear the voices in my head, mm-hmm. a lot of them are from cartoons. Like yeah. that's Cyclops's voice in the cartoon. That's the voice yes. I hear. You know, yep. It's not James Marsters. It's that right. And same with Batman. My Batman Kevin is Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Good lord, Kevin Conroy. He's perfect. He, he I, really is. And I'm so glad that they got him to do the uh, the video games, the the Rockstar video games. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Those, Rocksteady. Those, oh, the Rock. Yeah, the 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 Arkham Asylum video games, which mm-hmm. I couldn't get through to save my life. Really? No, no. You know, I'm an old dude. I got slow reflexes. Uh. So <laughs> when my son was living with me, it was basically. Here, Matt, get me through this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, about you know, 15, 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. Matt. <laughs> it was, I'm so bad at them. But I loved watching him play. I mean, he was mm-hmm. very good. I loved watching him play just because you got the storyline. Oh, yeah. The storylines were fantastic in oh, those yeah. in those Rocksteady games. And Mark Hamill is the Joker. Oh, there Perfect. is no better. I remember, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know Mark Hamill was the Joker. Yeah. And I, I think I was probably in high school or college when I figured it out. And it just blew my tiny mind. Yep. That Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's the Joker. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> This yeah. was before, you know, the days of, you know, the internet, everyone had the internet. Yeah. I was like, no, he's not the Joker. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think he's, Magazine. he's become the definitive voice of the Joker. I mean, really, when you, when you read the comic, when you see the Joker, you think that's the voice that you hear in your head. Yep. You know, a, a lot better than, you know, anyone else who's done it. Absolutely. Um, because he was the, he was the perfect mixture of 
the 1960s, you know, funny Joker mm-hmm. versus, you know, the darker Joker that we know now. Yeah. I, I think Tim, Tim, uh, Bruce Tim, mm-hmm. just really well blended those two aspects because there were some episodes of the Batman series that were really serious. Oh, yeah. That were not just for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some very serious stuff. And, you know, Hamill just had that mix. He just caught that, yeah. he caught that character and just really did well with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Now, with uh, with cartoon series, especially, you know, I was young in the 90s, I had a lot of the toys. Of course. You know, a lot of the X-Men toys specifically, and they all had the, the you know, neon yellow and blue oh. costumes and stuff. So let's talk a little bit about collectibles. Sure. How What do you have in the way of collectibles? All right. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't have much because uh, I'm married, mm-hmm. and I'd like to stay married. Sure, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't have a lot. I have a few action figures. You know, every now and then I see something that really just blows my mind. And yeah. um, that's what I rely on going to my brother's for to see, you know, he collects more of them. Um, but for me, collectibles was, for a long time, was all about Star Trek. Okay. Uh, I am in, I am an enormous Trekker. Mm-hmm. Uh, have been, not, I mean, obviously not since the 60s, because uh, I was... Three years old when the series came out, when sure, the first yeah, series yeah. aired. Um, <laughs> but I got into it later, um, and then of course with the next gen and DS9 and Voyager and mm-hmm. less spoken about Enterprise, the better. Right. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it. But I have, you know, I have a couple of ships. I have a couple of the Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the entire Star Trek Deep Space Nine cast, the little playmates oh, wow. figures that they put yeah. out. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've got a tricorder uh, yeah. from you know the original Playmates tricorder. Um, there's a there was a, a book series, a novel series put out by the the fantastic fantastic Peter David mm-hmm. uh, called Star Trek: The New Frontier. Wait, Peter David is in is in the Hulk, the Hulk, as in you know he wrote the Hulk for he had a huge run on the Hulk. Okay, um, he's done a lot of comics. He did a great run on X Factor. Okay. Um, that might be where I know him. But from. he's but he's also done a lot of he's done a lot of Star Trek novels. Okay. Um, and he created a he took some really unknown characters from the Next Generation, mm-hmm. and then he combined them with some new characters. He created a new captain who was uh, Mackenzie Calhoun. Interesting. Uh, and he made him the first the first alien lead of a of a Star Trek crew. Mm-hmm. Um, that you, that you really cared about, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Um, hmm. He was from the planet planet Xenex. He was Xenexian, and they took Commander Shelby from from Best of Both Worlds, oh, and yeah. they took Doctor Salar from the Next Gen. Like wow. she appeared in like one episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the awesome Susie Plaxon played uh, Doctor Salar, and was was that the episode where? Um... Worf broke his back. No, it was. It, it's even worse. It's even, it's even worse. Well, first off, this is a this is a second series episode, um, a second season episode, and it was where Data this 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 scientist put his consciousness in Data. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It, 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 for most Star Trek series, you can pretty much skip the first and second season. Right. They're yeah, usually yeah. pretty. Cracking. My rule of thumb is if if Riker is clean shaven, then you're not gonna have a. Good oh, time. absolutely! The unless, first, the best thing he did was the beard. Unless it's the movies. Yes, yeah. he shaves in. Um, insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah. Insurrection. Yeah. Uh, th- that was the Star Trek movies. I think, again, moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Moments. Yes. 
Star Trek One was an abysmal failure mm-hmm. because you know you can't show the Enterprise leaving space dock for forty five minutes yeah. and expect people to not fall asleep. It is perfect for falling asleep to though. It is. It is. It, the music is so it's nice and it's soothing mm-hmm. and you just kind of yeah. Who's, I'm who's the guy? Who's the the guy who created um, uh, Venture Brothers? Oh God, oh, I can't Lord. remember. Is it Doc Hammer? I can't remember if it's Doc Hammer or another guy. But anyway, he was on a a podcast called um, We Got This with Mark and Hal. And they were figuring out which one was the best Star Trek movie, right? And he just went on and on about how the first Star Trek film has this wonderful somnolent effect because of the bridge noises. And it's just this white noise generator. You know what I mean? And you just fall fall into a deep slumber, you know? I had that that movie on VHS. Mm Mm-hmm. And I tried to get through it a few times <laughs> and just kept falling asleep. Uh, best Star Trek movie, though. Ooh, that's rough. It's a, I can't remember which. I think they landed on, um, it might have been Rathacon. It might have been The Voyage Home. Did they, the did they the include Wales. all the next gen movies, too? Um, I think they did. They okay. Did. Yeah, they did. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, First Contact would have to be up there. First Contact was magnificent. It was, it, you know. I'll, you know, I'm a big fan of, of, of Jonathan Frakes as a director. Mm-hmm. And he did some of the best and, you know, Star Trek episodes. Generations was just hot garbage. It I was, but it. then you saw Kirk and Picard on the same that screen was, and you're like, great. boom, I'm <laughs> done. You know, I need a cigarette and a nap. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it was so, just so cool to see them together. Absolutely. You know, moments. yes. There were good moments. There were fantastic moments. Mm-hmm. Yes, the movie pretty much sucked ass. <laughs> but just that moment of them working together is just, mm-hmm. oh, it, it was, made it work. It was such a waste of, um, you know, he got Whoopi Goldberg, you know, yeah. and I love Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan. Just Absolutely. All this stuff with that. Absolutely. And then, but you know what? More than that, people pan Insurrection. But Insurrection was just like one big long episode. I liked Insurrection. I, I really did. I didn't think it was it was that bad. And mm-hmm. you know, I and I like when the movies reference the television series. You know, oh, that you, you get yeah. this idea of a shared universe. It's not just two separate things because, you know, in in First Contact you saw the Defiant mm-hmm. come in and oh, yeah. I mean That was great. That was just <laughs> mind blowing. In in Insurrection, they mention the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. They mention they mentioned that one of the aliens, the bad aliens, I can't even remember who they were, uh, were were makers of Ketracel White. Right. Yeah. You know that the Jim Hadar use. So I mean, just this idea that they make these references is so cool. Mm-hmm. I you know I'm trying I'm trying to find his, that guy's name. Um, keep going. Keep going. No, no. Um, but and I, and I felt the same thing about Nemesis too. Nemesis wasn't a bad movie. Nemesis is okay. And it, it was okay. And it brought us Tom Hardy. But, yes, it did bring us Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the really weird Bane voice. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, where did that, what, what kind of accent is that? I don't even know what that no is. But it, it gave, you know, it gave nerdy stand-up comedians something to do. It forever. sure as hell did. Absolutely. Forever. I mean, it, as if Christian Bale didn't give us enough right. with the Batman voice. Yeah. You know, the throat cancer Batman voice. It was Doc Hammer. It was Doc Hammer. It was okay, Doc cool. Hammer, yeah. That's that's a good podcast. Everybody, you know what? I talk about other shows on this show. Uh, go listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal. It's excellent. Cool. Um, I'm new. I'm new to the whole podcasting. You know, I've never even listened to many. Oh man. So yeah, I I feel that's a rabbit hole I could go down. I'll set you up. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, because we're scary. talking about. See you Star later, Trek. honey. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Star Trek, and there's one called. Um, 
uh, Greatest Generation, where they're they're doing a next gen rewatch oh. and just talking about oh. it. And it's beautiful. It's, it's so funny. They do that with a uh, with um, West Wing too. Yep. Oh, that's and then oh. Josh Molina's on that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Oh, what's your what's your favorite Star Trek series? Deep Space Nine. Deep Without, Space Nine. Yep. I, I am. I will forever, forever sing the praises mm-hmm. of the redheaded stepchild of Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, now, has it always been that way? Yes. Okay. It has. It never got the viewers. It never got the acclaim. Critics loved it. Critics loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, they didn't really pull in the, the viewers that, mm-hmm. that Next Gen did, obviously. Next Gen was... And again, I think you're looking at a, at a at just a, a lightning in a bottle kind of thing where you oh, had yeah. you had Patrick Stewart, who just is phenomenal. To this day. Yeah. To this day. To this never, day. I've never seen him in anything. I mean, even Dune... He was incredible in Dune. Yes. I saw him in Excalibur, the original Excalibur. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is yeah. crazy. Um, and so then, you know, of course, it's successful. D- D- you know, TNG took off tremendously. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Paramount goes, bring us more. Right. Because, yeah. you know, so they, they created Deep Space Nine. And it never really got, because it had the reputation of being dark. Yeah, yeah. Everybody said it's the dark version of Roddenberry's universe. Mm-hmm. And so, are they doing like Klingon sacrifices? What do you mean by dark? Yeah. Yes, they're not in a perfect environment. You know, the Enterprise D has been compared to a Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just so pretty and so bright. And this was Cardassian built, and it was not working. Yeah, it was filthy. It was. It was. It was yeah. disgusting. And every every doorway had this lip you had to walk over. Yeah. I would have fallen on my face so badly. <laughs> I'd have taken a permanent residence in the infirmary. Um, but the characters mm-hmm. that DS Nine created, yeah. Major, you know, Kira Norris, mm-hmm. um, the, the concept of really exploring the the trills yeah. and the, the the joining the symbionts, and um, it was just such an amazing. Such an amazing show where, because they were stationary, they could bring in recurring characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am such an enormous fan of Andy Robinson's Garrick. Oh, Andrew Robinson's Garrick. That's an incredible character. Easily, easily the best non-regular character, recurring character. He was phenomenal as Garrick. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Gul Dukat, and and even, you know, Quark's brother, Rump. I admit, not a big fan of the of the Ferengi storylines. Yeah, so usually when I'm walking them in, in, in when I'm watching in Netflix or when I'm going through my DVDs, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Ferengi episode? Eh, skip. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, they're cute. But, but the thing is, you've got, you know, Rom and Quark are interesting characters. Yes. And um, uh, was it Rom's son? Yeah, uh, Nog. Nog, who was the first, first Ferengi, Ferengi Starfleet, Starfleet officer. And, you know, and then you dealt with, you know, he got injured during a battle and I, the whole I, PTSD storyline. I am amazing. not even kidding you. I just watched those episodes last night. Really? <laughs> the, 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 yes. I saw the episode where he got his leg, you know, which was one of the most realistic portrayals of war in the Starfleet universe, in the, in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, oh, look, we're, we're just shooting from ships, pew, pew, pew. This was down on the ground, you know, ground combat. Yeah. Uh, and it was phenomenal. And then I watched the episode It's Only a Paper Moon mm-hmm. where Nog comes back after losing his leg and he takes up residence in the Hollow Suite with yeah. Vic Fontaine. Yeah. Uh, that I just watched that episode last night and it was just 
so good. And, and, I'm, it, and it, I'm a big fan of James Darren, you know, who played mm-hmm. Big Don Fontaine, because that's, <laughs> that's my music. I love, like, 1940s yeah. standards. Um, so I love, and then to hear Avery Brooks sing at the end. Of that oh minute. yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites. Um, I, I feel like, um, like the the separation between Next Gen and DS Nine, the difference between the two is age. Yeah, because when I was younger, I I loved um, Next Gen. It sure. was it was my show. I was yeah, obsessed with it. Absolutely. And then as I got older, I sat down one day and I started watching DS Nine, and I was like, oh shit. I get it now. Yeah. You know, it, this clicks. It makes sense. It really was. You know, you had, you had next gen, which was really right for the, the era that it was created in. It was more diplomatic. It wasn't, you know, Kirk shoot from the hip, you know, mm-hmm. shoot him first. Let some God sort him out later. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it really was just, boom, you had the next gen, which is, which is more cerebral, more diplo- diplomatic. Yeah. You've got Deep Space Nine then, which was really a little bit of both. Definitely, yeah. You know, the, the character like of Cisco. in terms in a war. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Cisco was a guy who went diplomacy first. And then, really, this isn't working. I'm just going to hit you. Yeah. You yeah, know, which absolutely. was awesome. As, as he did to Q. I mean, mm-hmm. he hit Q. The yeah. only character to ever <laughs> slug Q. Uh, which it was made, a horrible episode, but still, was, yeah. just that, just that scene. It made the Klingons so compelling. Like it made me care about Worf in a way that Next Gen never did. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know when when they they first announced that Worf was coming, I was totally pissed. Mm-hmm. Totally, pissed. <laughs> it's going to become the Worf show. Holy crap, yeah. this is going to suck. Yeah. But what they did with his character, the fact that they they really so much more delved into Klingon culture, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was such a beautiful blending of the two series. Mm-hmm. I and, think, and his relationship with, um, with, Jadzia. with Jadzia Dax. Oh, oh my god, that was amazing. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. So, uh, so, really, and, you know, Terry Farrell was just... Absolutely. Oh, she was incredible. It was really interesting as you watched the first season of Deep Space Nine, and the character of Dax was very different. Mm-hmm. The character of Jadzia was very different. She was, you know, she was very mature, you know, because they wanted it. She's 300, but here's this beautiful woman, but she's 300 years old and very cerebral. Mm-hmm. And then you got around season two, three, you got into the fun loving Jadzia yeah, Dax, yeah. which was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And for her, I mean, it totally made sense. For her to fall in love with Worf. Yeah. It, it really did. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to just throw these two together and see how they click. Mm-hmm. Because Curzon was so intricately involved with yeah. the Klingons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack, Dax's previous host. You had, you had that very natural blending. Mm-hmm. It was just so freaking good. Yeah, absolutely. Holy Speaking crap. Of, I could just, I, you know, Voyager. Voyager was, was great, too. I really mm-hmm. liked Voyager. And I, I agreed with getting rid of Kess and bringing on Seven of Nine. Oh, totally. And then when they brought back Kess in the final series, and she was just blowing shit up with her oh mind. Oh, my God. That was so cool. That was, <laughs> that was cool. This is my revenge. This is my revenge for taking me off the series. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We're, we, we've got to wrap it up. We're past, cool. we're past time here. But oh, I want to add, will you come back? Yeah, anytime. Awesome, awesome. Anytime. I definitely want, oh, want you to come God. back. This has been a blast. This has been fun. So, um, before we wrap up, I want to introduce a new segment to the series. Um, this is the first time that I've had a guest here in the Petri Rewind Studios. And to commemorate that occasion, oh. we're going to have a new segment here. So, I've got my D12 out, right? I'm scared. And I've got a box. I've got a box of comics. Okay? Oh. 
It's it's a, it's a pretty random box of comics. Some of them I've gotten through Comics Bento. Some of them I've just kind of picked up here and there. Okay. Right? And what we're going to do is you're going to roll the D20, okay. and whatever number you get, that's the comic that you get from the box. <laughs> now, it's, cool. it's mostly trades. There's a couple of single issues, but uh, this is something that uh, I'm going to continue anytime anybody comes in the studio. This is what happens. So go oh. ahead and roll oh. the uh, the magic oh. D20. All right. I haven't, I haven't rolled dice 12. You got 12. Fantastic. Let's roll on over here. So whatever I was fighting, I just destroyed. Hey, yes, you did. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, starting at the beginning here. All right. Three, four, five, six. You know what? All right. Since this is new, since this is okay. new here, I'm going to change uh-huh. the rules. <laughs> okay. You're changing the rules to a game you've never played before. Exactly. And that I'm, I'm just made up. <laughs> so you rolled a 12. Okay. That is, it's a D12 for all intents and purposes, a critical hit. Damn right. You can pick whatever one you want. Oh. You get to pick whatever comic in here that you want. Wow. So we've got, uh, we've got some Valiant comics. Um, there's, uh, there's Oh, Faith? Some Faith. Nice. Battlestar Galactica comics. Oh, from the 70s Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Um, let's see here. Uh, some Ed Brubaker. Yeah. There's some Harbinger Wars. And uh, some Serenity. Uh, you know what? Oh, Serenity. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's got to be it. Yep. That's got to be it. Joss Whedon wrote it, too. Was it Joss Whedon? Or yes, was it one Joss of the Whedon, Whedon wrote yep. it. No, definitely. Yep, there you go. And that's what, that's another thing I never quite read a lot, was the, the Buffy season eight and beyond the comics, and the yeah. Angels. Um, I think I have a couple of trade a couple of trades that I bought, but I never really read. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for being on the show. Now, hey, anytime. Is there anything you want to promote? Um, are you on social media at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I am. I don't really use Twitter, but I am on Facebook. David Carey, C-A-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not related to Drew, Jim, or Mariah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Um, I'm an actor, so I do a lot of plays in the area. Uh, do you have anything coming up? Not that I can discuss. Okay. <laughs> um, right. I'm, I have an audition on Sunday to do Monty Python Spam a lot. Holy shit! Incarnate, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, so that is my. You know, I'll I'll do anything in that show. Sure, literally yeah. anything that show. That uh, stage sixty two in Carnegie is doing that show. Uh, it's going to be in August, and this this group is phenomenal. This mm-hmm. this theater group is is phenomenal. I'm also a member of the Red Barn Players. Their their season's coming up. Mm-hmm. Of course, we met at the Beaver Bobcats, a yep. great theater group. You know, uh, I love that that the, the theater arts are alive and well in in Western Pennsylvania. In, yeah, absolutely. And and not just the you know not just the professional stuff, but these these small groups that mm-hmm. just do it for the love of. Acting, they do it for the love of the theater. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of of live performance arts, and uh, I just I love doing it. I think I've done what like 35, 40 shows in the last wow. seventeen years. That's awesome. Um, just, That's a hell of a schedule, <laughs> and it's and it's only and it's and it's just for the fun of it. It really is. It's just for fun, yeah. and um, I, I'm I'm hoping to do a play this this fall with you know my wife directing and my daughter in it. Wow. So I've never shared the stage with my daughter before. Nice. In a play, so I'm really hoping to do that. Um, but it's it's go out and and, and explore theater. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it, whether you're into musicals, whether you're into to you know what we call straight plays, it's just mm-hmm. non musicals. Sure. Um, 
all theaters a little bit gay, but you know. Uh, <laughs> just like professional just, wrestling. Just like professional Oh, yeah. Just a little just, bit. A little yeah. bit. There's just a little... Yeah. Um, men in tights. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, get out there and, and explore theater if you've a mind to because there's so much good stuff mm-hmm. going on not just uh, not just in Pittsburgh not just professionally but yeah. but those small theater groups that are just so dedicated to, to keeping it alive and to and to doing it well and not yeah. just you know hey kids we got a barn let's put on a play yeah um, although that's <laughs> coming from the red barn players um, but <laughs> where it's actually a barn but it's you, we got a barn and we're putting on a good play yes we're know? putting on really really fun stuff uh, the red barn's doing Jesus Christ Superstar this year nice. which is a great musical and a couple of really great plays and so please explore theater explore it because you know it's it's great writing it's hopefully great acting um so get out there and, and explore what's in your area. Awesome. Cool. Um, and if you do want to check out the Bobcats, um, is it Bo- it's BobcatPlayers.com? BobcatPlayers.com. Right. Yeah. And uh, while you're on the internet watching stuff, uh, go to SawtoothWilly.com. That's W-I-L-L-I-E. Um, that's my uh, my hobo character that I play. I work with uh, Mike Sorg and um, Katie Dudas on that. And uh, it's a good time. It's a good old fun toothless hobo time. <laughs> So go and check that out. Um, Dave, thank you again for doing this. You're welcome. Anytime. Really appreciate Anytime. It. I really enjoyed it. Um, folks, before we close the book on another episode, I have a few things to share with you. Uh, first off, thank you sincerely for listening to Panel Riot, the only podcast in the world with three Michelin stars. That's right. We got the third one. Uh, if you would like more, more is available. You can find us at panelriot.com. And what can you do at panelriot.com? Well, you can listen to the show, obviously. And you can also become a supporter. That's right. You can put your money where my mouth is and support us via Patreon. To that end, I want to thank our current supporters. Ed Burke, at EdBurke37. Thank you, Ed, for supporting the show. Ellen Sergey at Coyotitude. Ellen does wonderful art on Twitter. Go and check her out. As does Meredith, at MareBearDoodles. Um, they're both participating in SketchBet. As is TJ, at T-Square. That's T-E-E-S-Q-U-A-R-3. Uh, all three of those guys put out wonderful artwork on the regs. Go and check that out. Um, of course, thank you to the great Sorg, at Sorgatron. Uh, without him, there would be no podcasts in Pittsburgh, essentially. Uh, and also, a big thanks to our newest contributor, friend of the show, Corey, uh, at CJ McThunder. He contributed at the producer level. Oh, did you not know there was a producer level? That's right, folks. You can be an executive producer here on Panel Riot and uh, just walk around telling people that all you want. Uh, Ellen and TJ and Corey are executive producers, and you can be too. On a scale of 1 to 10... They're the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot intern Stan at Intern Stan. You can also follow our wonderful sponsor, the Petri Family at Petri Wine. Uh, Watson is not on Twitter yet, but uh, he's working on growing them thumbs. Um, you can hear us pretty much anywhere. You can hear us on iTunes. You can hear us on Google Play. We're on Spreaker. We're on Stitcher, I think. Um, if you do listen to us on iTunes, rate and review the show. It's really good for us. It's really good for everybody involved. Uh, it really gets the word out. If you want to, you can write us at panel, uh, panel riot at gmail.com. I'll read it on the show, especially if you like, uh, write to me, write to Dave. Sure. I know how to get a hold of him. Um, tell me what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like, all of that stuff. Thanks for listening, true believers. And remember, we're all in this 
together. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.